Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI Mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. We will never be defeated. Put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. Be seated for just a minute or so. What a blessing. Tell the person sitting by you, I feel so blessed. Tell another person, I'm blessed already. Tell another person, is it your first time here? Tell the person, you are about to be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. I'm allowing you to settle. Okay. If there is a problem with the seating, I can have the dancing stars and the choir come on the fronts. They can be on the side. Is every is it working? If you need a, a place, come closer to the anointing and you will be blessed. Amen. Well, it's an important time for us to give our offering. Amen. amen. And also to give our tithes. Say amen. Amen, amen the men. And amen the ladies. Amen. All right. And if you've been here for some time, you notice that a church is the body of Christ, is God's army. And whatever we do must be in the Bible. So this morning, let your giving be guided and be directed by the word of God. Amen. Okay. Take your Bibles, if you have one, and turn with me to 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 7. There's a nice story there. I will read it. It doesn't even need explanation. You will understand the story very well. You give your offering and the blessings that came over the King David will be your portion too. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So, 2 Samuel. So when you read 1 Samuel, you notice that he's talking about Saul, King Saul. We have 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. All the things that King Saul did, he became a king. You see it in 1 Samuel. Then the second one is when David began to reign. So 2 Samuel chapter 7. Are you there? I'm reading from verse number 1. I will just read a portion. I'm sure you'll be blessed. Then we'll be out of here. Verse 1, Bible says, And it came to pass, when, king, when the king sat in his house, and the Lord had given him rest, ran about from all his enemies. May God give you rest from all your enemies. 
whatever is pursuing you ends today in the name of Jesus. And the king said to, unto Nathan, the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwelleth within tents or curtains. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in thy hearts, for the Lord is with thee. So this is David. Bible said that he saw that he is living in a nice uh, uh, home. He was not living in a shack. He was living in a nice home. But the church was meeting in a shack. The church was meeting in curtains, in tents, in a place that is not nice. So he said, how can I live in a nice place? And the church of God, the people of God are living in such a place. So he spoke to his pastor. Then look at what is happening. And the pastor told him, go and do all that is in your heart because God is with you. And it came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan saying, go and tell my servant David. That says the Lord, shall thou build me a house for me to dwell in? Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even unto this day, but have walked in a tent and in tabernacles. God was moved. He said, look, how can David, David, when did David come around? From the beginning of Genesis, with Abraham through Noah, through all the people, after they were brought, Moses brought them out of Egypt, how many remember? They came out of Egypt after David became a king. He said, nobody has conceived, has thought of making a place that is nice for me to dwell in as God. So God was moved. He said, will you really build me a, a house to dwell in? And he said, from that time, even I brought up the children of Israel out of misery, slavery, out of Egypt, he said, even when I did that, they did not think about me <laughs> until this day. But I have walked in a tent and in tabernacles. So God is testifying that many people have not thought about him. Verse number seven. And all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, speak I a word with any of the tribes of Israel, whom I commanded to feed my people, Israel, saying, why build ye not me a house of cedar? He said, did I even question them that why did you not build me a good house? Now therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David, thou sayest the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep courts, from following the sheep, to be a ruler over my people, over Israel. And I was with thee, whithersoever thou wentest. And I have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight. And I have made thee a great name, like unto the name of the great men that are in the earth. Moreover, I have appointed a place for my people, Israel. I will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own. Hallelujah. Listen to what God is saying. The offering 
the decision to do something for the house of God. God says that I'm going to give them a place of their own. Some of us are tenants. Some of us always, we are passengers. But I see God giving you a place of your own. I see you becoming a car owner. Hallelujah. When you think about God and the things of God, God will think about you. God's hand is bigger than your palm. So when you give what is in your palm, God will give what is in his palm. Hallelujah. And always God's one is bigger than what a man can give. Hallelujah. Where are we? Verse number 10. Moreover, I have appointed a place for my people Israel. May God appoint a place for you. And I will plant them there that they may dwell in a place of their own. You know, the word plants, it said he will plant them there. You see, when you are not planted, you can be moved any time. But when you are planted, it signifies stability, establishment, prosperity. Are you there? That you are not easily moved. Hallelujah. Timothy, will you have to create a, yeah, if you need to create on this side, feel free. And you can create on this side as well. Hallelujah. So may God plant you. May God make you stable in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, and move no more, neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. All this that God is saying is because David, he had not even built a church. He had not even done what he had thought of doing. The thoughts and the imagination that I want to make the house of God beautiful. I want to give an offering. I want to pay my tithe provoked God to speak a blessing over him. Verse number 11. And as, and as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people, Israel, I have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies. Also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee an house. Hallelujah. For thinking about the house of God. For thinking about what can I do for a church? What can I do for God? What can I do? I live in a house of cedar and the church of God lives in tents, in tabernacles, in curtains. Bible says that God said to Nathan, say, go and tell David, I have not asked anybody to build me. I have I mean, brought people out of poverty. I've given people employment. I've taken people out of misery. They should have died with COVID. They did not die. I've protected them in accident. They went for operation. They did not die. When their friends were dying with HIV, I protected them. Nobody has thought about my name. Nobody has thought about doing something. But David is the one who has done it. Who has talked about doing something for me. So go and tell David that for doing this, for thinking about my my house and what will benefit me, I'm going to make sure that he has a home, a place of his own. He will not be moved. 
and he began to bless him and said, even the thought that you have had to build me a house, I will also make you a house. Can I have your loudest amen? Amen. Verse number 12, and when thy days are fulfilled, listen to this. Say, when David's days are fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, that means you will be buried just like your forefathers. I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. Hallelujah. Can you see that it's getting better? And all this is because of a church. Is the person has not even done it because of the thought that I want to do something for God. God says that, look, I will build you a house, I will give you a place, and when you die, I'm going to raise somebody that you gave birth to. Your own son or your own daughter is going to continue your kinship. Hallelujah. He said, and I will establish his kingdom. 18. He shall build a house for my name. Say, you don't build it. I will let your son build a house for my name. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Can you say amen? Amen. Verse number 14. And I will be his father. And he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of man and with the stripe of the children of men. But my mercy shall not depart away from him. Say amen. 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 Now, one of the blessings that God gave to somebody who had a thought, not that he had even given a thought to give, he said, I will establish him. I will be his God, and he will be my son. And do you know, can you keep secrets? Do you know that a man is always committing sin? Oh, yes. Even when you get born again, it's not finished. Sometimes you don't even know how you do the wrong things. How many have been there? You don't know how the wrong things. And God covered it. He said, even if your son commits iniquity. Now, iniquity is different from sin. Sin is something you do technically not right. You may know or may not know it. Do you understand? Like some of us, you do something, you don't know that it is wrong. Even if you don't know it is sin. But iniquity is a planned sin. (laughs) Intentional. Are are you getting it? You, You actually plan it how you are going to do it. And God said that if he commits even iniquity, if your son even plans a wicked thing and he does it, I will chase him. I will just punish him the way I have punishment. I'm not going to cut him off. Hallelujah. And what provoke all these words? Because somebody has thought of giving something to God. Tell somebody, I want to do the same. I want God to remember me. That when I commit iniquity, (laughs) it will not cut me off. Hallelujah. Are you there? Where are we? Verse number 14. 15 said, But my mercy shall not depart away from him, as I took it from Saul. How many remember how the anointing, the presence of God went away from Saul, and he became like a madman? 
God is promising that with David and with his children, his promise, his presence, his mercy, his grace will continue. Hallelujah. Okay. Whom I put away before thee. Verse number 16. And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established. You can, can bring it to the front. Is it okay? Is it working there? Okay. Said so thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. According to all these words and according to all this vision, so did Nathan speak unto David. Hallelujah. Then went King David in and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I? O Lord God, and what is my house that thou hast brought me hitherto? And this was yet a small thing in thy sight, O Lord God. But thou hast spoken also of thy servant's house for a great while to come. And is this the manner of man? Oh, Lord God. So David went to church again. Bible says he went and sat before God and said, Who am I? You've made me a king. And as though it is not enough. Hello? I think it's too much over here. We can send the rest to this side. Are you there? So David came to church and when he, the, the prison worship was going on, he was crying. He said, Lord, Lord, who am I? As though, as though it's not enough for you to make me a king. After you've made me a king, you've established me. All my enemies are beaten. I go to war, I come back. And not only that, I'm not even yet dead. You say you give me a house. And after that, my child, my son, will sit on the throne forever. And if you commit... So David was so grateful, was thankful, and was worshiping God. Hallelujah. And that is the heart I want all of us to have this morning. Amen. The heart and the thought. You may not even have, but the, it's not... You see, that is why Abraham did not kill Isaac, but God blessed him because he had... The, 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 the love for God and the, the heart to do what God wanted him to do. Hallelujah. Are you here? We also read about time will not permit us. We read about Solomon. How many know Solomon? Bible says that one day he gave an offering. He sacrificed a lot of cows, cattle, bulls. And that night, God responded. God came to him. He said, ask whatever you want and I will give it to you. And he said, I need wisdom. And the Bible says that God granted him wisdom, gave him wisdom. When the guy woke up, he was wise. May God give you something. You see, anytime you give to God, you provoke God to also look. What can I do for this? I mean, you, small girl, small boy, you are even struggling. You want to help God. God begins to look. How can I help this person? Hallelujah. That is why when we read also Genesis chapter 8, verse number 22, after Noah gave, the Bible said God smelled the sacrifice and he was moved. And God came down and said, I will bless you. I will not curse the earth again. And God also blessed Noah and gave him some secret. So this morning, as you are about to give, know that God is about to give you more than you can give him. Amen. So take your offering, take your tithe, take uh, 
your seed in your hands. Take it, take it. We want to pray. We give it and everyone, everyone, if you save your money in your socks, tell the person, hold your nose, I'm reaching out. Go into your wallet, into your purse, into your handbag, wherever you save the money, go into it, take it. You're on your iPad, on your phone, chipad, iPhone, whatever you are using. And those who are also watching on Facebook, it's a very good time to give. Give. Take your offering. Take it. Lift it. Your tithe. Your tithe. It's time to give your tithe. Don't say, I'm waiting for the second offering. No. This is the time. Give your tithe. Give your offering. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it. Okay. Your phone. Whatever. There's our account number. You can also put it. Send it into the account and God will bless you. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity we have to give. We give because we love you and we love you because you first loved us. We pray that the blessings that was upon David, the blessings of God, of establishment, the blessings of prosperity, longevity, and establishment, giving him a house of his own, and establishing his going out and his coming in and commenting his future and that of his children into your own care to take care of what he couldn't take care of. Lord, as we give this morning, this is what we pray for. Look on us with favor from on high. Remember us, Lord. Remember our seats. Remember our, our offering. Lord, oh God, establish us, our children, our aunties, our family, people that we want to help, but we don't know even how we can do it. Lord, you can do it. This morning we call on you. Favor our righteous cause and bless us and let your will be done in Jesus' mighty name. And all shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. And you are welcome on this solemn Sunday. It's time for testimonies. I can't hear you scream for the Lord. You know, Jesus cleansed 10 people of leprosy. Only one came out of the 10. So we are not those kind of people. Today we'll come and give testimony unto the Lord and thank him for what he's done for us. Let's welcome our first testimony. And it's been given by our sister Fiki Swa Rufu. She's in the choir. Wow, I believe the Lord has done something great for you. I can see it from your smile. Tell us what has God done for you. Hallelujah. Um, actually, my standing here is a testimony on its own. Because not so long ago, I could not even walk. So wow. I'm here to thank God for healing me from something they actually call a chronic disease. Um, if I remember very well, I think it was last year. Yeah, but I'm not sure exactly what. I was just getting sick on and off. Then I went to the clinic. They would test me. They would not figure out what is it. But at a point, they said it's actually rheumatoid arthritis. Then I came to Bishop. I said, Bishop, they say it's arthritis. 
Then he was just standing here. He came and prayed with me and said he canceled the arthritis and any sickness of joint. Then I went back to the clinic as per usual. When I went, they were all confused. They said, it's negative. On the report, it said zero negative. Wow. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Tell us. You can do it better. It is for Jesus. Yes. Wow. 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 So, was there something on your joints uh, that was there before Bishop prayed for you? Maybe oh, yes. swelling or pain or something like that? Yes, I could not walk. I could not even lift my hand like this. And obviously she walked up to the stage, right? Oh. You can see she can walk. Put your hands together for Jesus. Please, before you sit down, what would you like to say to the congregation to, to encourage us? I would like to say to the congregation, whatever you are feeling that is not normal, don't take it for granted because that's what I did. I would just while I brush it off and say, ah, it's just a pain. Anything that you feel, come for prayer. God is able to heal everyone. Hallelujah. Wow. Some depend on medicine, but we depend on Jesus to heal us. Our second testimony comes from our brother, Eddie, Edward Maposa, and is also in the choir. Also smiling. Oh, you can see. Give us your testimony. Hallelujah. Wow. Uh, my testimony is about, I think it was last month, the end of the month, or just beginning of this new month. Um, it was a it was very hot Sunday, I still remember. It was a very hot Sunday that day. So when I woke up in the morning, I said to my wife, uh, <laughs> So I said to my wife, hey, Charlie, it's too hot today, so can you put my wetsuit and the kids' Can you put uh, the swimming costumes and my wetsuit in the car? That after exactly, as soon as the service is out, we are going to the beach for a swim. Um, wow. So it was planned. I never told anyone. So that's what we did. And you packed your bags uh, and everything. You brought them to church. bucket and mm. also in the car. Then when you arrived in church, what then happened? Then we arrived in church and... Um, Bishop uh, had just finished taking offering. Or he had just finished... It was almost the end of the service. Hey, Charlie. It's my It's working. So, Bishop was just done finishing taking the offering. And he, he called me and he said, Eddie, where is your son? My son was in the safe church. Uh, he said he needs to pray for him because he saw him drowning at the sea or at the beach and we were about to go. So, to me, I was so afraid. I almost jumped off my skin. The way I was so scared that, oh Lord, if I have decided not to come to church, this would have been the last day of my son. You know, it was so I, I, could, I didn't know what to do. I was so, 
so scared that Lord, thank you so much for a timely prophet. Wow. So let us make it clear to the congregation. You were in the service. Then Bishop oh, yes. had a word of knowledge about your son. Yes. That he was going to drown. Yes. Then he prayed for him. And he prayed for him, yes. And you had prepared to go to the beach. We had so that day you were going to go to the beach. We were going to do. We were going to go to the beach. Is that it not a good place to give the Lord a mighty clap? A mighty clap. A mighty clap for Jesus. As we are talking, I'm also having the chills. You know, I don't know what I would be feeling now if your son, but we thank God for, for, for delivering him. And what would you like to say to the congregation? What I can encourage everyone is, don't miss any Sunday. You never know your prophet where is he coming from. You might miss it. If I had missed that day, I mean, today I would have been devastated. I don't know what I'm going to do of losing a son. I mean, every time I think of it, I have cries, I have tears in my eyes that, Lord, so that Sunday would have been the last day of my son. I mean, if, but I want to say, Lord, thank you so much. And thank you to our bishop to allow him. Put to your hands together for Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. Don't ever leave your child at home to watch Takalani Sesame. And our very last testimony comes from our sister, Tato. From the CPUT Center. She's also in the choir. She's a chorister. Clap for her as she comes up. It's very far on stage. Wow, we have so many testimonies today. I thought you'd scream for the Lord. Wow, come closer. Come closer. In the middle. Wow. You have something to thank God for. Oh, I have a lot to say. And... I can see the back of the church. Summarize it. Oh, you mean you couldn't see the back of the church? I couldn't see anything. So and that's what your testimony is about. Yeah. Tell us what happened. I was at church and there was a baby dedication I remember very well. And during the baby dedication, I told Gia, Gia, I'm wearing my glasses, but I can't see. And I thought maybe my glasses are dirty. I tried to clean them and then... Afterwards, I was like, ah, maybe it's nothing. And then I remember the pastor saying, if you're sick, come to the front. But I'm a very shy person. And I was like, no, I'm not going. No, I'll be fine. I went outside of the church. And then I couldn't see at all, at all. And I was crying. And Shepard Busi found me. And she's like, why are you crying? And I was, I was like, I am blind. And... In my family, we have blind people. And I was like, what if I'm one of them? What if I'm also going to be blind? And it was a thing of we're writing exams. So every time we write exams, I wouldn't be able to see. And then Shepard Busi brought me to Bishop and he prayed for me. At first, he was like, can you see? He prayed for me and I was like, no, I can't see. And he was like, it's Do you have a shepherd that will bring you to Bishop? It's a question. Continue. Say to me, the reason you can't see is not because you can't see. You have a lot of doubt and you think because this is how my family is like, then I'm also like that. And I had faith and I was like, God, at that time, I, I, like, I just joined the church. So I was a bit skeptical. Hey, this bishop, he says he can make me see. Ah, but I've been wearing glasses 
for almost all my life since primary. And I was like, ah, this one. <laughs> so he prayed for you. And then he prayed for me. He laid hands on you. He laid all hands right. on me and I was able to see, I was reading number plates when they were passing. Wait, 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 wait. Were you able to see immediately after the prayer yes, or please. one week later? Same time. He Are you sitting down like that and not giving God a mighty clap? Oh! Oh! Wow. I know you have a word of encouragement for the congregation. So that they can experience the same thing you experienced. Don't miss church, first of all, because that day I was planning to sleep. And I can say that trusting the bishop, the anointing that God has placed upon him, because Charlie, it works. It works. Wow. You know what? You know what? I saw someone in the congregation. It looks like he does not believe. Just read what is written on that poster there. How to neutralize cases, Doug Howard Mills. Give a Lord a mighty clap and scream for the Lord. You are next in line for a testimony. Hallelujah. Give a mega shout out and a bless unto, unto Jesus for bringing out all of us here and for gathering us this morning. I believe that this morning your life will not be the same. And I'm so glad to let you know that the timely prophet is in the house. <laughs> oh! Your joy is not that of somebody who is about to receive. I said a timely prophet is in the house. And this morning, I know there's a lot of people here. There's excitement. There's joy. But also don't miss. We call something the mystery of interchange. Where supernatural power steps in. May your heart be open. Let your antennas be high. And wait for that moment. There's one moment he's speaking as Bishop Asian. There is another moment. A greater anointing will start to talk. May you not miss that moment in the service. Ladies and gentlemen, with Jesus' joy, give a shout out and a jubilant celebration as you welcome my pastor, your pastor, the one and only 95th Bishop of the United Denominations, Bishop Napoleon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Everybody lift your hand, lift your hand to the Lord and begin to thank him. Begin to thank him for your life. Tell the Lord, Lord, thank you for where I'm standing. I don't take everybody lift your hand above your head. Lift it. Lift it unto God. Lift it unto God. 
you are acknowledging him. You are surrendering to him. You are saying you are a faithful father and friend. You are the reason for the life I live. Through it all, we have seen your goodness. We've seen your mercies. We've seen your kindness. Your grace, your love and kindness has come over us. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you for the miracles. Thank you for the healings. Thank you for the testimonies. Thank you for the salvation. Thank you. Oh, for your grace. And thank you for who you are in our lives. You said unto David, I will be a God unto your son. I will be a father and he shall be my son. So shall we be all God unto you. May we be your sons and daughters. May you be our father. Like Jesus taught us that when we pray, we shall say, Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. May your name be exalted. May your name be lifted. This morning we worship you. This morning we adore you. This morning we praise you. We say have your way. And do what you purpose to do today. And let all the glory be unto your holy name. Lord Jesus, we say you are welcome. Holy Spirit, we say have your way. And let your will be done. We thank you and we bless you. Lord, we bind the powers of darkness and we speak and address misunderstanding spirit. That which is not of you, we cast it out. We cast out every foul spirit in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, oh, rain the showers of blessing, your healing touch. Thank you for the company of angels. Thank you for the superior beings and powers that have joined us to perfect that which concerns you. Open our eyes to see, Lord. Open our ears to hear. And Lord, touch us, heal us, and perfect that which concerns us. May we not be the same because we came. We give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I'm so blessed to be in church. Hallelujah. I said, I'm so blessed to be in church. I said, I'm so blessed to be in church. I've been gone for two weeks. Yeah. And the two weeks looks a long time. I, have, I was yearning and longing to be back home where I belong. Hallelujah. And it's good to see all of us. Amen. Well, I bring you greetings from New York, from Atlanta, from Connecticut, from Virginia. I was touring the U.S., hallelujah, and preaching, hallelujah. You know, one of the things I can tell you is that the anointing does know no boundary. Wherever Jesus go, he was doing wonders, hallelujah. The testimonies and the miracles and the things that God has done to him alone be the glory. Amen. So, my sister and my brother, be anointed. The Holy Spirit can work here in Cape Town. 
when you are in New York, the same Holy Spirit will be doing the same thing. You move to another state, the same Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The same Holy Spirit. I don't know. I don't know. But I can tell you that get close to God. Hallelujah. No matter the distance, you sit in the plane, you get there, he's with you. In the plane, he's with you. He'll be talking to you. Hallelujah. I remember one of the places I was going to preach before I got there. In the morning, I was just about to move out. And I was just about, it as, as though somebody pushed me on my bed, just lie down. Less than maybe 30 second uh, vision. Pa, 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 this is, I said, Wow, may God put you to sleep Amen. and speak to you about what is going to happen. Amen. Amen. This man had bought a church, he's moving there, and he needed him to the members to do something specific. So, in the morning, before I went to the church, he just spoke to me, he said, Say this, do this, do this, and let the church move the church for where to where. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And I'm sure you are here because God wants you to be here. Amen. Somebody said, if all coincidence coincide, then somebody must have planned it. Some of us did not plan to be here this morning. Some of us, if we have our way, way we wouldn't be here. But God, through his mysterious ways, angels have been dispatched to make sure that you are here because he has something for your life. He has something for you. Hallelujah. Believe it. Believe it. That had they not been God, you wouldn't be here. And he's brought you here for a good reason. Amen. And we are here for a very short time. Already my message has been sung. Life is so short. And who is Jesus? So I'm sharing with you who is Jesus. Can I have the salvation? I have to preach salvation. Yeah. Who is Jesus? Tell somebody who is Jesus. Who is Jesus? Tell another person, I want to know who Jesus is. Hallelujah. Tell the person, do you really want to know who Jesus is? Hallelujah. Because... Bible says lack of knowledge, lack of knowledge will cause you to perish. So if you don't know something, what you know, that's why we all go to school. Why do you think that your mother who finished school long ago is trying to be an adult, uh, do adult education? Why do you think that people who are working are still taking themselves to school? What you know can increase your salary. What you know can save you from death. Are you here? That is why most of us have left our parents. We have traveled to Cape Town to come and rent a room for somebody to teach us so that we can know something. You have traveled miles and kilometers spending money that you don't have. Borrowing money so that you will know something. Because what you know can make a difference. What you know and you are paid according to what you know. Are you here? Yeah. And what you know is that you can even be with your son and your daughter 
But if you don't know, your son may be going through something. You don't know what your son is going through. It takes another person who knows to see that this is what is happening. Have you taken your uncle or your mother or your friend to the hospital before? Somebody that you love more than the doctor loves the person. But you are not able to help the person. The doctor who doesn't love your mother or your uncle the way you love your mother is able to help you because he knows or she knows something you don't know. So what you know makes a big difference. Even in this life, people who wear uniform going to work and people who don't wear uniform at work is because of what they know. If you don't go to school to a certain level, when you start working, you wear uniform. But when you know a lot, they say that you can't wear uniform. Those who are taken in a company bus, all of them in the same bus, and those who come on in their own bus, the difference is what they know. So if you want to be driven, you want to be driven, then you need to know something. If you don't know a lot, you will join a lot of people to be in a bus. You see, and when you get to the workplace, even when you get there 4 a.m., there is a place that you cannot park. Even, even, even when you get there 4 a.m., there's a place you cannot park. And another guy will come 11 a.m. And there will be a parking for the person. And the difference between that is what you know. And when you are at the office, we call something open office. Where everybody is sitting around with their computers on a desk. And there's another person who is in a room bigger than where all the people are. Alone. His room is bigger than all the other people. And he has a secretary. Who needs to talk to you before you go to? The difference between this person who is alone in the big room and the other people a lot also in that place is knowledge again. So don't downplay knowledge. Don't despise it. Hallelujah. Because the eyes cannot see what the mind does not know. Your eye can only see what your mind knows. If there's God here and you don't know what God is, when you even say you bypass it, you may see a diamond and you bypass the diamond. Because when your mind has not been trained to know it, it when your eye sees it, it will not even recognize it. So your eyes can only see what your mind knows. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. You can take a gold, a gold, a gold stone and put it in a catapult to kill a bird. Because you don't know. The eyes cannot see. The eyes cannot see what the mind does not know. Are you here? That is why this Afternoon, I'm sharing quickly with you who is Jesus. Because if you don't know who Jesus is, 
that Jesus is a carpenter, you may get a coffin. You may get a wooden chair. You may get a wooden wardrobe. Because we all hear and we hear about Jesus, but who is Jesus? Tell somebody, I want to know who Jesus is. And it's so important to the extent that Jesus himself, at a point in his life, he gathered his apostles and disciples together and he asked them, he asked them, who do men say that I, the son of man, I am? And the Bible said they began to answer. But after that, he said, okay, enough of what people say I am. Now I want to know what you say I am. Matthew chapter 16. I'm trying. Matthew chapter 16. I'm reading from verse number 13. Bible says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist. At this time, John the Baptist was killed. So people were saying that John the Baptist has come back. So some people are saying that you are John the Baptist. Some says you are Elijah or Elias. Others, they are saying you are Jeremiah uh, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? You have told me, people are saying I am John the Baptist, I am Elijah, I am Jeremiah or one of the ancient prophets. It's okay of what people think about me. What about you? What do you think about me? Are you there? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. Hallelujah. So in other words, it takes more than the eye to see. That's why people have ears that they cannot hear. It takes more than having a ear to hear. Like our sister was saying, she was even wearing glasses but could not see. So the Bible said that some people see but they cannot perceive. Some people hear but cannot understand. That's why we sit in the same class. Some have 80%, some have 18%. We hear the same thing from the same lecture. What comes? What, what, what brings the difference? Because some people see but they cannot see. They hear but cannot hear. So Jesus was telling Peter, he said, look, for you to know who I am, when he was able to I mean, say, he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, things like that, to know truly who people are, it goes beyond the physical eye. Because you can easily say that you are a son of Mary, or you are a carpenter. You can, you see, sometimes you see even your pastor, 
You see, even your friend, you may be in the same class with your friend. And you may be getting better marks than your friend. But your friend can be your spiritual shepherd. Your friend can be the shepherd that God is using to lead you to heaven. But if you only see a struggling mate, if you only see a colleague, if you see just a mere friend, you are not going to take your friend serious. And whatever God will have you to become through him, you will not be able to receive it. So it takes more than the eye to even receive your friend. And sometimes mothers, fathers don't know who their children is. You know, Mary's boy, Jesus, was God's son. Sometimes you have a son, but your son is a prophet. You have a daughter, but your daughter is a a daughter of God. It takes more than the eye to see. Hallelujah. So Jesus asks, because if you cannot know and you cannot see his, you will never benefit For instance, some people come to me as a pastor, okay, to be prayed for, and I pray for them. They come. But some people don't know my other capabilities. Because you don't know, you will never even talk to me about it. I have read accounting. I did not go to the university before I thought of reading accounting. I started reading accounting from high school to the master's level. I have worked as an accountant. I resigned as a principal accountant. So when it comes to finance, it comes to business, it comes to, I have, I have, I have operated other business. Do you understand? But you may think that all I can do is to pray for you. So your financial issues, and you wouldn't even mention it. Because, do you know why? I would not even advise you on your finances. Because you don't know that I have that capability. Do do you understand? Yeah, who is is Jesus? So if you know the person, you believe the person for whatever he's able to do. That's when you are not well. You believe in a doctor, so you go to the clinic or you go to the hospital because you know that, oh, this is a doctor. And most of us, we don't even ask the doctor, when did you qualify? How many people have you attended to? You go and lie down for a doctor to operate you. Meanwhile, you are the first person that's coming to operate. But you see, you know that he's a doctor. You believe. And that alone causes you to allow certain things to be done. Hello? Yeah. You've gone. Your tooth that four is gone already. A dentist, a new dentist is coming to practice with the rest. But you believe that he or she is a dentist. And because of that, you will receive something that will help. How many understand what I'm talking about? So also, Jesus, how to find out? Because unless they go to know who he is, he cannot be helpful. Some of us, we are not helped because you don't believe that your mother can help you. Some of us, you don't believe that your father can help you. Yeah, I always advise people that even poor people can help you to be rich. 
Because a poor person knows how he became poor. So when you respect a poor person, he will tell you that my son, my daughter, don't walk on this way. This is the way I have walked. This is where I have got into. So you avoid this, avoid this. Even a poor person can help you to do well. But some of us, we don't even recognize the people who can help us. So Jesus asks his disciples that, who do men say that I am and who do you think I am? And Peter was able to know who Jesus was. He said, you are Jesus Christ, the anointed one, the son of the living God. He said, look, it's a revelation. It is something beyond the eye. Hallelujah. Amen. You have seen well. And he said, because you have seen, you are also going to become a rock. Revelation, what you know, give you access. What you know, opens doors. What you know takes you inside. When people are outside, what you know will take you inside. Hallelujah. So who is Jesus? You, you see on a car, Jesus. You see, Jesu. You see different things. But who is he? Who is Jesus? The first one is that he is a son of man. Jesus is the son of man. Like he said in the same scripture. If you, if you care to look at it, the first portion, he said he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? Isn't it not amazing? That the first thing he said to them, that what do you think I, the son of man, I am? <laughs> That's the first thing he referred to himself. You remember at another point he said that the forces of the uh, forces have hosts and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his. He liked referring to himself as the Son of Man because that is a disguise. Hallelujah! Are you here? Jesus is the Son of Man. He's a Son of Man. Amen. Amen. And there is a reason for that. That is why many people are confused. That is why many people are left out. Because he wants to refer to himself as the son of man. Because a man is not God. And God is not a man. Can, can, can a dog be a human being? And a human being be dog? A goat even is not a dog. Even a goat is not a sheep. So man is not God. And God is not man. And you see, when you look at who man is, Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie. It means that one of the capabilities, when you see man, one of the permanent things about man is lying. How many have lied before? Because you're a man. That's what God says. God is not a man that he should lie. He said, men lie. Men lie. And the second, he said, he is not a son of man that he should repent. The word repent means change. It means that men change. One thing with man is that today they will be laughing with you. 
Tomorrow, they will be squeezing their face. Today, they like you. Tomorrow, they don't like you. They change. They repent. They change. Man, they change. Have I told you the story of man, they change? Please be seated. We, we are just going. I have some few minutes. So, Jesus is the son. He's the son of man. Hallelujah. And it's on purpose because God is not a man. And man is not God. But God became a man. Through a human being. God could have brought Jesus just as he created Adam. Adam is not called a son of man. Because he was created. God could have created Jesus also like that. Hello? How many understand what I'm talking about? But, no. So Jesus is a son. He was talking about he legally came here. The earth belongs to man. And for a person to be on earth, he needs to be given birth to by a human being. Hallelujah. So we read it from uh, Philippians chapter 2. When you read from verse number 5. Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. He put all his reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. So Jesus, God became a man and he was born by a human being. Hello? That is why it is so important. That's why many people are confused. That's why many people don't even understand who Jesus is. Because how can God become a man? Can you believe that when God became a man, he was hungry. He got tired. He was tired. He he slept. He wept. How can God cry? How can God be angry? And he, he had to walk and get tired. That is a confusion that many people don't understand. That's why they don't understand who is Jesus. Is God putting away his reputation, coming from his glory, coming to be like me and you, so that he can save me and you? Who is Jesus? God becoming a man. Bible says that he put, he put away his reputation as God. That is why he had to wait. He lived over here. He lived 30 years before he could do anything. Before Jesus could do anything, he had to wait for the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit coming to empower him, he could not. He was man. 100% human being. 100%. Yeah. He had to wait to receive the power of the Holy Spirit before he could do anything. God emptied himself. That's why he called himself the son of man. I've become a son of man. Can you believe that he could not know? He could not, I mean, know everything. But I said, God, he's all-knowing. I said, God is all powerful. 
as a God. He could be in any place at any time, but when he became a man, he could be at one place. Even if he want to, he had to travel. At a point, he had to, he was tired, he had to call people to bring their donkeys so that he would ride on it. How can God be riding donkeys? I'm talking about who is Jesus? He's a son of man. Bible said that he emptied himself. He put away all his reputation and became just like me and you. Hallelujah. Are you here? And the Bible says he was, yeah, he took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. It means that God is not like a man. He has capabilities when you go further. Verse number yeah, and being found in a fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. How can you kill God? How can you kill God? The one who created. But you see, he became like us. That is why he was asking, who do men say that I am? Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Yeah. So, Jesus is a son of man. He referred to himself as a son of man. Number two, Jesus is a great prophet. Jesus is a great prophet. How many remember the story of the Samaritan woman? Do you remember? Okay, Luke chapter 7, verse number 16. And there came fear on all, and they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us, and that God has visited his people. Hallelujah. I said, God has done what? Visited his people. When you look, he met a lady by the well. And the lady had five husbands. And she was, all of them had died. And she was living with the sixth one. So Jesus spoke to her. And he said that, uh, uh, go and call your husband. Then the lady said, I don't have a, a husband. Then Jesus said that it is true. It is true. Because you have had five. All of them are dead. And the sixth one is no paid lobola. So what you are saying is the truth. When you read the Bible, it said that he had, she had had five husbands. But the sixth one was not the husband. Because no paid lobola. So Jesus said that because he's not paid, technically you are right. You are living with somebody who has not married you. And the Bible said, upon this, the lady went and she called the whole city. She said, come and see a great prophet who told me all the things I ever did. And the people came and when they came, they heard Jesus and they believed Jesus. And the people said, a great prophet. Hallelujah. Super, he has supernatural powers. A great prophet, a man who told me all I have ever done. So Jesus was a great prophet that, I mean, came. To deliver us and to prophesy and by his presence, many curses were broken. Blind people saw. 
dead people were raised. Look into the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. We did not have such great people. People who could heal the blinded. But Jesus came and was healing. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So Jesus is a great prophet. He's a son of man. And he's also a great prophet that came to walk on earth. Hallelujah. Are you here? That is why when you believe in Jesus, all the works that he did, he can still do it in you. Hallelujah. The same way he delivered people from curses, raised them from death, and caused, I mean, water to become wine. The, The same great prophet will be in your life. Whatever he did in time past, he can do it today in your life. I say he will do it today in your life. I say he will do it today in your life. He went one day into a poolside. A man has been there so many years. Nobody can help him. But Jesus said, I take your bed and go. You may have been in a situation that nobody can help you. But I see Jesus helping you. A great prophet. Jesus is a great prophet. When you receive Jesus... You have received a great prophet into your life. When you come to Jesus, you have come to the Son of Man and you have come to a great prophet. Hallelujah. And he will solve every condition. They may call it incurable. What is impossible with man is possible with God. With God, there shall be no impossibility. Can I hear your loudest? Amen. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. In John chapter 14, verse number 6, many people, Muhammad, Krishna, who again? Buddha, Confucianist, many people have come and founded religion and sects when they were ready and about to die. They always confess. We don't know where we are going. But not my Jesus. Hallelujah. I said, not my Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No one comes unto the Father but by me. Hallelujah. Nobody has ever been able to declare that I am the way. Often we don't know. Many people don't know what happens after death. Doctors, when somebody dies, then they are confused. They come to the end of their frontier. They have to push the person to the pathologist to do uh, autopsy on the people. And they don't know what is the next thing. But Jesus said, no, that is not the end. In fact, when he was still alive, he told a story of what happened to a rich man. You know, some Bible mentioned the name of the rich man. That thing is not just a parable. It was a true story. The name of the rich man. You see, the the, the poor man was in a good place. That's why he mentioned Lazarus. The rich man who was struggling. People did not want to write the name. Because the family members will be angry. Are you getting it? Actually, your, your, your uncle is struggling in hell. But other Bibles put the name of the rich man there. He's called Darius. The rich man was called Darius. And he had five brothers. Just as the Bible says. 
Just as the Bible says. And he told them that look, your brother is struggling. Is Darius is struggling. And you remember Lazarus, the one who died. He's in the bosom of Abraham. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah! No one goes to the Father but by him. No one has ever been able to speak like that. Hallelujah. Why is it the way? It's the way because, you know, sometimes many people don't understand why we talk about the blood of Jesus. Just like those of us who do IT. You know, ITs are always, they are using zeros and one. Mm-hmm. How many understand zero and one? How, if you are doing IT coding and you see there is always zero and one. Yeah, so in the IT, the foundation is binary. Zero and one. So, you say, ah, but we have two, three, up to nine. Can't we use it? You can use it, but it will not work. So every field has its role and its principles and rules. How many understand that? Yeah. And when you come to also the kitchen or you come to the home, how many can bath without water? How many can bath without water? You know, 2018, when there was water shortage in Cape Town, they were saying that you can use, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, wives and you notice that you bath with the wives, it doesn't work. How many notice that even though you did not like bathing, but you notice that at a point you need to bath? At a point you notice that you needed water. How many can understand what I'm talking about? So, in cleansing, in washing, it's like almost every washing, whether you are washing a car, whether you are washing your body, you are washing plates, or you are washing floor, water is needed. So you cannot wash without water. But when you come into the Bible, Hebrews chapter 9 verse number 22, it also show you that without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sin. Everything. Look at it. And almost all things are by the law paid with blood. And without shedding of the blood, there is no remission. You see, these words are very big. Can you put it in English? <laughs> I mean, page, remission. Uh, page. It doesn't uh, In fact, now we are understanding. In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything is purified with blood. Everything is cleansed, is washed, is sanctified by in fact tell somebody, in fact in fact without water you cannot wash in fact almost everything is washed with water almost if I want you to because the ladies you understand the kitchen if I want you to understand the scripture well Oh, in almost everything is washed with water. And without water, nothing that you wash will be clean. And the Bible is saying, in fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything is purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. That is why Jesus had to die. Because his blood 
was needed for me and you to be forgiven. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because by the law, that's why I'm saying that. Why will you say that? Uh, why can't you use two, three to nine? And you are using zero and one. That is what works. <laughs> why are we not using uh, uh, oil to wash plates? And why are we not using omo to what we can use, but without water, it is, that it is not clean. How many understand? Yeah. So Jesus had to die so that his blood. So when he said that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He knows that without his blood, no one can come. His blood is the detergent that will wash our past, our present, and our future sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Without a shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Because I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Amen. Number four. I'm trying. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is not only a son of man. He's also a son of God. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody it takes two. It takes two. Yeah. It takes two. That's why when Mary told Joseph that she's pregnant, there was a confusion. Because, hey, Joseph had paid the lobola before he could see Mary. They did not go for the honeymoon. The lady was already speaking. When he inquired, finally said, oh, I'm pregnant by the Holy Ghost. Say, hey, what are you talking about? What are all these? What are you talking about? Because it takes two. So Jesus is also the son of God. Because there was the woman, Mary, whose whom God borrowed. But there was no, there was no physical man who slept with Mary to impregnate her. The seed was fertilized by the power of God. So literally, God was Jesus' father. That's why he's also a son of God. Hallelujah. Even today, saints have told us that they can make people pregnant without sleeping with the person. There is an artificial insemination. But before science would develop, God had already said, A spirit! A spirit! I said, A spirit! I said, so How can somebody be pregnant with that? Even science are able to let people get pregnant without they sleeping with. How much more God? How much more God? So Jesus is the son of God. There are more than uh, 60 million South Africans. 1.4 million uh, uh, Indians. Chinese are 1.5 billion. I say million. 1.5 billion. Look at the statistics. So many human beings. But none of them qualify. Every blood has an expiry date. Every blood. Every blood is different. Some people are O, some are A, some are B, some are opposite, different things. That's why they are always doing blood donation and they keep their blood. And the Bible says that everything, almost everything by the law is cleansed by the blood. 
So for human beings, look at plenty of us. Any blood that would have been used would have expired. And the blood of human beings was not powerful enough to cleanse, to wash so many people. And the expiry date of the blood of human beings could not. That is why God had to send Jesus as a son of God. Hallelujah. His blood is so powerful because it is not the blood of a mere, a mere being. Hallelujah. God was his father. And that is why his blood is able to wash, cleanse, and sanctify so many people. That is why his blood never expires. That is why his blood never becomes still. Other blood would have expired long ago. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? He's the son of God. Yes. I said Jesus is the son of God. Yes. Not the blood of bulls and cows and turtle doves and pigeons and goats and sheep. They could not help. It has to be. Look at this, the things that you have done. What kind of blood can wash it? Look at your way of life, the things. We needed a blood. Amen. I said we needed a blood. That is very powerful. That doesn't expire. Because there are people who are coming after you who are even more. So if the blood should expire, many people will go to hell. That is why Jesus is also the son of God. Because not a literal human being, okay, slept with Mary, but the Holy Spirit of God came over Mary. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. And to me, To me, when I think about the development of science, that now even a baby can be made in an incubator. Yeah. They have made artificial womb, plastic womb, different things. They are people, they are ladies, their work is to give birth. They give birth for people. It's like you rent their womb. Surrogate mothers. You rent their womb and or you, you've not heard of it. So when we say that Jesus is a son of God, it makes a lot of sense. Hallelujah. Amen. The next one. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the light of the world. Without Jesus, we wouldn't know the left and our right. In John chapter 8, verse number 12. John 8, 12. Bible said, then speak Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Amen. Amen. See, when you follow Jesus, people will think that you are so wise. It's because of the light you are following. Jesus is the light of this world. I said, Jesus is the light of this world. He has already told us what is going to happen. So when you follow Jesus, you become so wise. The things begin to go so well with you. It's as though you, are, you, you see the future. It's as though you know the future. You see, as we are over here, you can see it's day. 
but people will be making wrong decisions. People will be falling. People will be trapped, and people will do wrong things, even though it is there they can see. That should tell you that there's darkness. There's darkness that doesn't allow us to see the future. That is why San Gomez have money, because everybody wants to know what the future is going to be. But when you have Jesus, you have the light that throws light and shed light on the future that is to come. Hallelujah. Jesus is the light. Is the light of this world. Without Jesus in your life, you wouldn't even know what your life will become. If you don't have Jesus, you wouldn't know what will happen to your children. If you don't have Jesus, you wouldn't know who your wife will be. If you don't have Jesus, you wouldn't know who your husband will be. Whether it will be a scully, whether it will be an arm robber, it will be a thief, it will be a, a, a smoker. But when you have Jesus, you know that you are going to get married to a born again believer brother. A faithful brother. A faithful sister. Hallelujah. You know that your wife will be in church. You know that your husband will be in church. You know that your children will be in church. A light. You almost can see the future. If you don't have Jesus Christ, you don't have the light of the world. You wouldn't know what life is going to be after here. That is why people who have Jesus seem to know, they, they seem to become better because they have the life, the, the, the light of life. Whatever Jesus will say, do this. It, it, it creates a certain path and it creates a certain, I mean, distinct wave of life for them. Amen. Hardly will a proper believer die in a tavern. Hardly will a proper believer be stabbed in a tavern. Because Jesus will tell you that don't drink. So you will not even be found in the tavern for somebody to stab you. Hallelujah. Hardly will you see a proper believer in a rehabilitation place the head is shaking. It's crazy. 100% mad. Because when you get born again, you, sm you stop the smoke. He will give you the ability to smoke. Uh, to stop the smoking. Yeah. And some, some people, you are here. You love the smoke. The weed. When you, you follow the, the, the little smoke, you don't want it to go away. Even the small ones... Uh, you, you, you have to draw the air around the smoke in addition to. But Jesus is the light of the world. Hallelujah! Jesus. You don't need alcohol. You don't need alcohol in order to be bold. You don't need alcohol in order to be bold. Jesus will make you bold. One lady said, Pastor, I was shy, so I always have to hide behind uh, alcohol. I would, I would drink myself. I would drink, and when I'm dead, then I can do what I want to do because without the alcohol, I begin to feel shy. Hey! Are you going to drink all your life? 
by Jesus will give you boldness. Amen. Timidity will go away. Amen. The fear of men will go away. Amen. The fear of the unknown will go away. Amen. The Bible said, God, the Christ in us is the hope of glory. Yeah, some people are so much afraid. Will I ever get married? You get married in the name of Jesus. Will I ever do well? Will, will I ever prosper? So many things. But if you have Jesus, he's the light of the world. He's the future. Shout hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The next one and we'll be out of here. The sixth one. Who is Jesus? He's the resurrection and the life. He's the resurrection and the life. Jesus said that those of us who believe in him, who for even when we die, we will live again. And he did not just do it. He raised three people from the dead. And he himself, he died and he rose again. Hallelujah! If he had not done it, then you would doubt. But he raised people from the dead. People who had decomposed. People who were smelling. Martha said that by this time, he's, he's thinking. He said, don't worry. If thou wouldest believe, thou wouldest see the glory of God. And he shouted, said, Lazarus, come forth. And the dead person who had decomposed and rotten and was recomposed came back to life. And not only that, but he himself died. And after the third day, he told Mary and Martha, do you believe that I am? Do you know that I am the resurrection and the life? Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, when you are a believer, you don't die, you sleep. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. When you are a believer, you don't die, you sleep in Christ. One day, we will be raptured. We, we will resurrect. We will be brought again live to live forever with him. He's the resurrection and he's the life. Are you here? Number seven. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the good shepherd. He died on the cross for you. He loves you, guides you, and will always care for you. Hallelujah. Amen. One of the things you are going to need in this life is, you see that, apart from you needing employment, very soon you will notice that you also need love. I'm telling you. You write it somewhere. After the employment, you notice that you need love. And Jesus is the lover of my soul. Hallelujah. There's no one who loves like Jesus. In this life, everybody is about his business. Everybody is thinking about what they can get from you. Or they can get out of you. Jesus is the true lover of our soul. The one who can put his life down. Recently, one day, a man married a lady. Don't think that I don't know what I'm saying. These days, you know what happens. A man should always marry a lady. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And they went for honeymoon. And when they went, they went for a safari. And they were looking at the animals. And you see, before the marriage, the guy had been boasting that he's very, he would defend the lady. I will always be there for you and all that. But when they went to the safari, an elephant, even before the elephant could charge, this guy pushed the wife to the elephant. Hey! And he ran away. 
and left the wife that the elephant can. So it was the uh, the 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 wardens, the wardens at the safari, who went to rescue the wife. Hey, the marriage almost got photo from the honeymoon. They were in the moon when she pushed the wife to the elephant. I tell you. The lady was saying that you were a wicked man. You said you love me. You said you protect me. Look at you want the elephant to kill me. Hey! The marriage was not good after that time. I'm telling you. So even when somebody says that he loves you, you need to be careful. You need to be careful. Only Jesus can love us enough to die for us. Hey! One day. One day. A certain pastor. He was saying that we need to love ourselves. We need to love. We should share things in common. Was always doing like that. Then a member, somebody joined the church and went to join the prayer ministry. But not long after, then they said a person has a kidney issue. So they came and told the prayer warriors that they need somebody to donate one of his kidneys. So everybody thought that the head of the prayer warriors will be the one. So he asked the people that who is ready to donate a kidney. Everybody has two kidneys. This guy, his two kidneys are failing. So if you can give one of yours. So they asked. They asked. Nobody was coming up. So the prayer warrior, the head, said, oh, you know, what you are going to do is that he took a feather. Do you know a feather? Okay. So he said, we are going to throw the feather. They were standing in a round circle like this. You get it? He said, we are going to throw the feather where it will land. That person will be the one to donate the kidney. So, so this guy has joined the prayer ministry new. He's not learned even to speak in tongues well. So as the leader lifted the feather, the feather was rolling like this. And it was coming to the leader. Hey! So the leader started speaking in tongues. And he blew the thing. The leader was speaking in tongues. Then, then, carried the, the feather and it was going to the assistant. Hey! So the assistant also noticed that I am not ready to donate. So the assistant also changed his prayer formula. Then the feather was going away. Hey! To another person. Then the person noticed that mm, if I don't take time, I join the church to go to heaven. I'm not ready to donate. He was speaking in tongues. His tongues only ma 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 ba ba ba. But that day the tongues changed. That day he changed the tongues. He put the tongues. Now, where was the feather going? Going to the new person who I just joined. So the guy looked and said, I'm out of this ministry. Then he walked away. What am I saying? Even pastors, 
will not love you enough to give you one of their kidneys. Even shepherds will not love you enough to give you one or some of them, even their nail, they will not cut it for you. But Jesus gave his life. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! He gave his life! He gave his life! He gave his life! How can you refuse such a person? Bible says he loved us when we were yet sinners. Somebody who did not wait for me to change. Somebody who did not wait for me to get better. But in my down state, in my fallen state, when I couldn't help myself, he died for me. So I wouldn't go to hell. What kind of love is this? What kind of love is this? The power of God is already flowing. Angels, two, two, look, two streams of angels are here. Healing angels and salvation angels. I don't need to touch you. Whatever condition you brought here, whatever situation, whether it's a case, somebody you are bleeding, everything has ceased by the power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He loved us. I'm saying that he's the good shepherd. He's the good shepherd who gave his life for his friends. He put down his life. He said, no one is taking my life from me. Look at, look at. The day he was arrested, he was not weak. He was so powerful. Peter caught the ear of Marcus. You know, when you read your Bible, you need to get the other Bible so that you know the names of some of these people. Because other Bibles don't put the name of the guy they call the eye. Uh, the ear. The eye that they call the ear, he's called Marcus. Peter caught the ears of Marcus with a, a sharp knife. Shoo! Apostle Peter. But Jesus was not weak. He took the chopped off ear and he put it back. He put it back. Without anesthesia, without any stitching, the ear was back. Such a person. Do you think that he was so weak? He told Peter, don't think that I cannot call on my father to send legions of angels. Hallelujah. Amen. People had come to arrest me and you will run away. We will tell the people we are not there. But Jesus went and asked them. Who are you looking for? And when he said, the Bible said, the word he said, all of them fell down. Can you believe it? When he said, who are you looking for? The power in his word, all of them fell down. And still he did not run away. He waited patiently for them to, to get up. For Peter to chop a year, put it back. For, why? Because he knows that without the shedding of the blood, he needs to put his blood at our disposal by the shedding of his blood. That is why me and you will be saved. Where and how will I be standing here without the blood of Jesus? Without the blood of Jesus, where will you be and where will I be? Without the blood of Jesus, all our sins will be stuck to us. When it's your wedding, we, you need to wear leper skin. You can't wear white. Each one, every dot will show the sins you committed. But because of Jesus, 
with all our sins, doing wedding, we still wear white. Hey! He has washed us. Hallelujah. He's the good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. And the good shepherd will give his life. Amen. Yeah. I, I don't know. I have never boasted. And I have never told my wife that I will give my life. Because I don't think, I don't know. I, I don't think I can do it. You laugh at me. You think that I'm Jesus. I'm not Jesus. <laughs> you be telling your wife. And you, yeah. Hey. You want to challenge Jesus. And Jesus, he did not die at the age of 89. He was 33 young. Hey. Strong. 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 Some of you, you parcel your things that you don't like. You know, it's about to get spoiled. Then you say you are dashing it. No. Jesus was no old when he did not have a terminal disease. He did not have a cancer. He did not have HIV. He was not dying already. He did not have COVID. He was strong. But he went on the cross to die for me and you. Tell somebody, I love this good shepherd. Tell somebody, I need this good shepherd. To lead me in this life. In Jesus' name. Who is Jesus? The last one is the savior of the world. Hallelujah. Jesus is the savior of the world. I said Jesus is the savior of the world. John chapter 4 verse number 42. Look at it as we close. And he said unto the woman, Now we believe not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. When the Samaritan woman went and called all the people in the city, first they came because of what the lady has said. Sometimes you come to church because of what somebody has said. But there's a point that you need to meet. Now say that we believe not because of what you have said, but we have heard from him. Hello? The people came and said, now we believe not because of what we heard, but what, not what you said to us, but what we have heard. Some of you, you have come because somebody called you to come. You need to hear from the master. Hallelujah. You came because somebody invited you, but hear from the master. Amen. Amen. Say, now we believe he's the Christ. He's the savior of the world. Hallelujah. Jesus came to save the world. He lived just to die. Just to die and his blood to wash us and to cleanse us. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What will take our pain, our struggles away? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. By his blood, he entered and saved Saved us never to see, never to darken the doorways of hell with our shadow so that we will be in heaven. He has paid for our freedom. He's paid for our healing. He's paid for our salvation. Bible says he entered in once by his own blood and purchased our redemption. Hallelujah. Jesus is the savior of the world. I said Jesus is the savior of the world. That is why it will be the most unfortunate thing to reject 
somebody who has loved us so much to die for us that even you know and I know that our sins are ever before us. Do you have to close your eyes before you remember your sins? No, me with my eyes open, I can still remember some of them. But Jesus will set you free. Hallelujah. He's the savior of the world. Come to Jesus. He will save your life. You don't need to go to hell. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter what you couldn't do. It doesn't matter what happened and what did not happen. What is important is Jesus is the one who died. He's the one who has paid for all our mistakes, our sins, our iniquities. And by accepting him, you will be forgiven just as I have been forgiven. And you'll be on your way to heaven one day when this life is over. May Jesus be a savior in your life. May he be the light in your world. May he be the truth and the life and the way to get to heaven. May you know the son of man and the son of God. May the greatest prophet be in your life. May the good shepherd be your shepherd too. David said, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Each one of them has a benefit. And I see you knowing who Jesus is. And you accept Jesus in your life. And you bring Jesus into your situation. And your life will never be the same. The apostles were with Jesus. They were crossing. And Bible said they were boisterous wind. And as they tossed to and fro, they shook him and said, Master, Master, don't you care that we perish? When Jesus is in your, in your boat, you will not perish. No matter the storm, no matter the, the wind, no matter what is ha happening, Jesus is able to still the waters and to quiet the storms and to calm every situation and give you the victory. Hallelujah. That is what I'm talking about. May you accept Jesus. May you not go to hell. May the blood of Jesus not be in vain. May the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ benefit me and you. May we be in heaven because of what Jesus did. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you. May he heal your body. May every sickness, every condition, let it be healed. In the name of Jesus. You will never be the same again. May the power of God back you. Be delivered from family cases. From known diseases, known condition. Kidney failure. Arthritis. Blood related disease. Asthma. Diabetes. Cancer tissues. Abnormal growth. Masses that are growing in every part of. I dissolve it in the name of Jesus. By the blood. Be washed, be cleansed, be purged, and be holy. Everything in the law is cleansed, is purged, is purified by the blood. And without the shedding of the blood, there is no forgiveness. May you be forgiven, and may you be washed, may you be cleansed by the reason of the blood that Jesus shed. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet with me, close your eyes with me as we, we close. You are here, you want to say, close every eye close. Every eye close. This is the most important aspect of the service. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me and pray for me. I came. I came. Somebody invited me. But 
I don't want to go to hell. I would like to go to heaven when this life is over. I don't even understand what it means to be born again. But all I want to say that if you will pray with me so that I will also be able to go to heaven, know Jesus and love God so that when all is said and done, I will not be in hell, but I will be in heaven. Close your eyes wherever you are. If this is what you are saying, stand where you are and lift only your right hand. Only your right hand. Lift it high above your head and I'll pray. Stand where you are. Just lift only your right hand above your head. Above. Lift it high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands lifted. I see your hands lifted. Keep it lifted. Keep it lifted. God bless you. Lift it high above your head. God bless you. Father, I pray for every hand that is lifted. Lord, let the grace of God that brings salvation appear to everyone who has lifted their hand. Lord, you said the other day that those who will deny you in front of people, in that day you also deny them. But those who acknowledge you, you also acknowledge them before God and before your angels. Let every hand that is lifted here, oh yes, oh God, receive the grace of God that brings salvation. And Lord, I pray that they will not miss out. When all is said and done, may we see each other in heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now with your hands lifted, keep it lifted. I want you to do one last thing. Please move from where you are and come to me here. With your hands lifted. My sister, yes, come. From my brother, come. Come. You lifted your hand, come. Come. You lifted your hand, come. Come. With your hands lifted, my brother, come. Yes. Yes, come. Come. Come to me. I want to pray with you. Come. Come right here. Come. You lifted your hand, come. Come. The power on the stage. Dancing stars on the stage. I'm waiting for you. Come, come, come. Very far. The choir and the dancers that's on the stage. Come, you lift up your hand. Come. I want to pray with you. going to pray, but we are going to, this is a gift from our pastor and our father, Bishop Dag Hewardmills, to you. Okay? Everybody is going to have a copy, then we'll pray. Everybody will have a copy. Can we have what books are these? Tell them. Okay. Make sure everybody has a copy. 
quickly, quickly, quickly. Quickly. One of these books costs almost 150, but it's going to be a free gift to you. A free gift from our prophet and from our pastor. Give a, a under. Don't pass it. Ah, you have one. Okay. Sir, so everyone, everyone should have a copy. Can we have more books? Can you leave the book? Leave the book, wave the book. Are there more books? Okay, we, we are about to pray. I want you to be waving the books. Are they bringing more books? If you don't have a book, can you wave on this side? Okay. Can we have some more books? Somebody, may the Lord touch your heart to be able to, you know, it's things like this that get people to heaven. The book, I told you I train as an accountant. Every book costs money. By your salvation, you're going to heaven. It's more important. Money is not the issue. If we can spend money on you to go to heaven, we will do it. Because when you end up in hell, it doesn't benefit anyone. God will have you to be in heaven. So, quickly, this way. Yeah. Which books are these? Okay, quickly. The, to this side. Give everybody a book. Give everybody a book. If you have, don't take another one. It will prevent other people from... Nico, come to this side. Quickly. No, don't take two. You have one. Okay, if you want this one. If you... It's not the bigness. It's what is in the book. <laughs> if, if you want to change it... You can change it. What is in the book is so powerful. It doesn't, like, you know, poison doesn't need to be big. Small one is able to kill. Big one is able to kill. What is in the book is, will change your life. Hallelujah. Are we done? Okay. Please, everybody, lift your book. Begin to wave it. Begin to wave it. Begin to wave it. Wow. Wave the book. Wave the book. Okay. And say this prayer with me. Say with me, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. From today, Jesus, I believe in you. You are the son of God. You died for me. And you rose again. Lord Jesus. I accept you. Into my heart. As the Lord. The Savior. And the Master. Over my soul. Lord Jesus. Please write my name. In your book of life. From today. I belong to you. From today. I will follow you from today. I will come to you. Please help me to love you, to know you, and to walk with you. 
all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, don't, don't go yet. I feel that there are, I saw 18. There are more than 18 people here. 18 people that God needs you to be born again. You don't know, will I go to heaven or hell? If Jesus should come this afternoon, don't make that mistake. Move and come quickly, quickly. I'm waiting for you. You are part of, I saw 18. 18 people needs to come and join right now. Move and come, my sister. Move. You are not sure. Come. Come. I'm counting. That is two. Come, come. 18 people. I will do, I will do this. You know, if you go to hell, you cannot blame God. He brought you here so that your name will be in the Lamb's book of life. You are not sure of your salvation. Maybe you were once born again, but you want to be sure that God is still in your life. Move from wherever you are and come. Move. God bless you. God bless you, my brother. Walk quickly. Join. If you are coming, move from the back. Everywhere. Come. 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 My sister, God bless you. God bless you. Come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Give them the book. God bless you. Yes. Yes. Somebody have it for them. They should. God bless you, my sister. Come from the back. Come from everywhere. Come. Yes. Yes. Come. 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 I saw 18. All of the 18 should move and come. God bless you. God bless you. Yes. From the side, I can see. From the side. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. It's left with three. It's left with three people. I can see. It's left with three. God bless you, my sister. Come. God bless you. Three. Two more to go. Two more to go. Don't think that God, you came here by mistake. No, God brought you here. He wants you to be in heaven when this life is over. Two. Two. Don't bargain with your life. Don't, don't play with your life. Going to hell. No. Move and come. God bless you. Yeah. The two are here. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Please make sure they have the book. Please lift the books. Lift it. Lift it. Wave it. And say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving my life. For dying for me. For dying for me. For shedding your blood. That through your blood, I can be saved. From now, I believe in you. Jesus, you are the son of God. You died for me. And you rose again. Still shaking and uh, uh, waving the book. You died for me. And you rose again. I receive you, Jesus, into my heart. From today, I belong to you. I am yours. Please write my name. Say, my name is. Mention your name. Please write my name in your book of life. From today, I am yours. From today, I belong to you. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now say, Satan, from now, I don't belong to you. From now, I don't belong to you. 
I belong to God. Therefore, whatever you have in me, I reject it. I refuse it. In the name of Jesus, I belong to God. I belong to Jesus. I will follow Jesus all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Thank you, Father, for sending your son to die for me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Now, in the mighty name of Jesus, if you have any pain in your body, God is healing you right away. You know, pain, sickness, conditions that are not good, they not come from God. It's Satan who does all those things. That's why he said that from today, you don't belong to him. Whatever the devil has in your life, it ends now. Every case, every hardship, every sickness, every condition, all the problems, the issues, every one of it. Father, in the name of Jesus, if you are sick in any part of your body, put your hand there including those in the congregation. Put your hand there. Father, in the name of Jesus, this one belongs to you. The devil has no way, has no part in their affairs. Let their life, their health, their finances, their education, their employment, their marriages, their home, their children, whatever belongs to them. Lord, take over and let the enemy not have access to these ones. I pray for perfection of their health. Let healing be perfected. Let healing be perfected. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Every confusion is gone now in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be healed. Every form of case and tissues that are growing abnormally in your body is reversed. Be perfected in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Migraine, headaches, cancer tissues, itching of the eye, eye infection, chronic cases, kidney stones. Hey, Kabalabahata, Lemo, Sutahande. I declare your healing touch. I declare salvation and deliverance for your children. Let growth, oh yeah, lumps in the breast, let it be dissolved. Oh, yes, overflowing, blood-related disease is seized now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Somebody, you are feeling like throwing up when you go out. Demons and evil spirit, deposit. It's, it's like a concussion you drank in time past, in sessions. So many things are happening. You begin to feel like vomiting, throwing up. You are being set free. The son, who the son shall set free will be free indeed. Father, I pray for your children. I declare that from today, they belong to you. Every work of the enemy in their life ends now. Bless their life and let it be well with them. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Can you see uh, the board that say, follow me? There are people that are going to talk to you and serve you with something nice. Hallelujah. They will pray with you and they will write down your name and they will tell you what has happened to you as a newborn again believer and how you can grow in your Christian faith. 
and also pray with you. So I want you to follow our brother and sister there. Okay. Yeah. What is happening? Healing is happening right there. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, so please, can you wave? Yeah, okay. Please, can we all follow them? Yeah, can we all follow? I will come and be with you. I'm actually coming to be with you. Follow them. Let's follow. Let's follow. Let's follow. Let's look for Eugenia. Make sure they all go this way. Make sure they go there. Oh, put your hands together for them. Mahayan Delibos. Leman de Cabasante. Jesus. Father, we thank you. Oh, you can do better. You can do better. Don't stop. Don't stop. Oh, Capando, what is happening here? Father, thank you for your perfection. In Jesus' name. Amen. Take it to the other side. You are blessed. Everybody lift your hands. I want us to intercede and pray for all those who are saved this afternoon. Pray that Christ will be formed in them. Pray that they will be rooted and be grounded in love. That they will not end up in hell. That through the thin and thick, God will help them. Oh yes, that each one of them will end up in heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Shante, Lima Andose, Kebahata, Rondi, Lima, Tuba, Seka, Bande. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. Oh, yes. Let Christ be forming them. We intercede, Lord. Somebody lift your right hand and intercede for them. Now, Lord, let them not go to hell. Let them, oh, yes, oh, God, be grounded and be rooted in love for you. May they continue until the very end. May Christ be forming them. Open the eyes of the understanding. May they do well. Help them, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.